here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Good to have you with us on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's thanks to Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Still to come this hour, Brett Delidio will join Jack, but you've got a very special guest with you alongside you at the Hub Jack. That's it, Jack. We've decided that two Jacks isn't enough, so we'll add another one into the... Uh, <laughs> Into the into the show and really confuse each other. I am joined by Young Gun. Are you happy with that, Young Gun? Oh, I'm not too sure about Young. I'm 21 now. Well, so. it is ja- it's Jack Higgins. So um, thanks for jumping on uh, Tiger Time, Jack. Um, how's the day been? Because today's the first day that we've been allowed outside the hub. What did uh, what did Jack Higgins find himself up to today? Uh, well, firstly, thanks for having me on. I uh, always just listened to SEM when I was a kid, so it's good to be on now. Really? Did you ever text into the, the famous text line? No, nah, I never text in, but I always used to talk to my dad about uh, ringing up, something like that, So, um, but never did it. So, yeah, but um, today um, just drove out to um, a beach, saw like my mate walking on the beach because we can't really hang out with each other. So we walked along the beach. Walked it back about a K and then, um, yeah, just talked and then left sort of awkwardly because he can't really, like, handshake him or anything. So, <laughs> so pretty pretty sort of awkward scenes, I would have uh, I would have imagined, because you're a little bit of a, an awkward cat and you do bounce to the, the beat of your own drum. Um, what, what makes you tick? Like, what, what, what's... The, we see you in the, in the media and um, we've been lucky enough to both be on stage at Brownlow Night when you won Goal of the Year. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you do outside of footy that that keeps you going? And whilst we're in the hub now, mm, that's a very interesting question you answer there, Jack. Um, it's a bit weird. Um, I'm sort of a person who likes um, keeping to a routine, and when I'm sort of in the hub, especially the last two weeks, it's been a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so I've just been playing a bit of Xbox and been getting really bored in my room, getting really bored. But sort of got forty other blokes probably going through the same thing. So just having the same chats with the all the same cats here, which makes things interesting. But, <laughs> yeah. So let's, I want to take you back to, um, obviously, Saturday night, mate, which was a great win for the football club after um, a bit of a, di- a different game against Sydney the week before. And, and your performance was um, was one, again, where you, you're really finding yourself um, after a little bit of a layoff last year. And we'll chat about that a little bit more later on. But... Um, can you explain to the fans what sort of role you, you, you're playing at the moment? Because you, you, you're playing um, a, a pretty important role um, and what it, what it looks like for you and, and what you're focusing on um, when you get out there on the weekend. Um, yeah, so I'm sort of playing the more high half-forward role at the moment. So sort of getting used to that. I haven't really played it for the last two years. So sort of more getting up into the midfield. Not so much a midfielder, but getting around the midfield, doing heaps of stoppages and stuff. So that's pretty new. For me, and yeah, just trying to get the ball forward. So that's what sort of my role is, which is a bit interesting. Never really played it before, but yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. And you, you see yourself playing forward for the the rest of your career, or for the sort of next little bit, or would you like to make that move up into the midfield and and become a a, a premier midfielder at, at Richmond? Oh, definitely, I'd like to play in the midfield. I think 
for me personally, um, sort of where, where the coaches see me, probably is where I'm going to play. For me personally, I think I'm a better midfielder than I am a forward. Just for my uh, my running ability, I think, I think I can get into ends, ends of change and sort of sneak forward. So maybe, yeah, like a like a, if I'd be half a good Robbie Gray, uh, yeah, maybe like a Robbie Gray sort of player you in the future. Have, you have got that little goal sense. I mean, obviously goal of the year in 2018 and... You've kicked a, a, a few pearlers over the, well, very Pearlous. short journey so far. Yep. I want to take you back to the, the celebration that you decided to run with early on, which was the little sort of Huey Bowman winks celebration. Yep. What's the, is, is it, are you just copying Huey there or did you... Oh, uh... Well, at the time, Winx was in its absolute prime. <laughs> um, I think she may have won two, um, oh, what's it called? Cox plates. Cox plates at the time, and I think she's going. She won a third later that year. Don't um, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, me and my mates back then absolutely loved the Winks, and um, every time Winks was on, we'd have a nice punt on it. So um, yeah, I just did it for a bit of a laugh because all my mates loved Winks the horse, and I think everyone around Australia loves Winks. So just did she's apples, Huey Bowman. What's uh, <laughs> what's um, have you got anything on the cards for for goal celebrations coming up in the? Uh well, the last 10 rounds of the, of the season. Can we see something special from from uh, Jack Higgins? And, and if so, where are you looking to find something from? Um, I don't think I have that, that many goal celebrations. Sort of comes how it is. I remember when I kicked um, goal, I did the old... Um, sort of like the Daniel Harford aeroplane, but not really the Daniel Harford aeroplane. <laughs> um, I sort of did that. So I think it just sort of comes um, just just naturally. Like It depends how the goal, how the goal comes, I think. So I, I sort of act. Well, mate, it's um, on a on a more serious note. It's nearly been a, a year to the day that you um, had your, your your brain surgery. Yeah. Um, can you can you explain to us what actually happened um, and and what you had to have done? Yeah. So I think um, I saw on my Instagram the other day popped up. I went to hospital maybe last Monday last year. Was the first time in the hospital. I think I had surgery this Thursday. So, say it's Monday. Yeah, this Thursday last year. So, had um, two brain operations. So, the first one, they went up through my groin. Not where you're thinking, like actual in my groin, not the other hole. Yep. <laughs> um, went up there and um, had an unbelievable surgeon, but that didn't get the job done. So, um, what, And what did they have to do there? So, so they've obviously accessed through your, through your hip, basically. Yeah, basically your hip. Gone up, gone up into your head, and, and what, what were they trying yeah, to so do? Yeah, so it's like a small tube, and it was a bit glue because I was bleeding from my brain. So if you think of, um, obviously, like a blood like vessel, so it was, some was like just bleeding like radically when it should be going to my brain, I think. I'm not, I'm not a neurosurgeon, mate. If I was, I wouldn't be here soon <laughs> next year. But, um, I, I, can, I can confer that you are not a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Um, so that happened, and, and then the glue, so we thought it was all good for about three weeks, but the glue didn't set. It set in the wrong place, so I've just got glue floating around my head right now. Still floating around oh, now? I don't know if it's still floating around, but it didn't hit the spot. Okay. So I had, um, yeah, just glue in my head. didn't work. I had to wait about four or five weeks, and I was sort of getting back walking again um, towards the end of the period, and then I had to get scanned, see how it fit and um, fit in my head. And then I was, I remember there, I was like, oh, everything's going to be fine. Like, it's going to be all good. And then... Getting there and getting rescanned on my head, and it's a whole procedure. I had to be there at five thirty anyway. And my um my new rotation walks in, all like he had a smile on his face, and like, oh, how good is this? This is a ripper. I'm gonna be all clear here. And the first surgery I had was probably 
one of the worst experiences I'll ever have in my life and hopefully I'll ever have. Lost about like 11 kilos in about a week, just like oh, vomiting wow. all the time in ICU for about five days, three or four days and was absolutely just agony pain. I remember I just couldn't get to sleep. And if you've ever been probably in an ICU ward, hopefully you never do, but everyone's like sort of next to each other so you can sort of hear what the next bloke's going through and everyone's it's on... pretty tr- morbid place. Yeah, everyone's sort of on drugs, high, high as a kite in yeah. there. So but, you had a second surgery, is that right? Obviously the first one didn't work and the second one was a bit more invasive and, and one that we, we probably all see every day, really. Yeah, so yeah, carrying on from that, that didn't work, the glue, so I had the second surgery and yeah, so they had to cut over my head um, and then they put, I think, eight, 12 to 18, like I can't remember the number, mate, 12 to 18 um, middle bolts in my head. So wow. there's all there, so that's where you probably can see the scar. I think the scar looks pretty cool. If you ask me, um, <laughs> and yeah, that's what happened, and then sort of just, um, from there, just sort of try to recover, and then things weren't really going too well with recovery, um, and yeah, there was just a lot of things that happened, and a lot of things I was going through mentally and emotionally at a time that, yeah, I wouldn't wish on anyone. Uh, the the physical, the, the physical um, ability to come back and play the game's been well in twelve months, and 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 the last surgery was in September, so it's been shorter than that. It's been phenomenal um you're a really professional young man what about the mental side of it do you um do you think about the injury at all now now um not so really i think um i i did when i first started playing my game i remember i played a jlt game against collingwood and that sort of went through my head a lot before the match just worried about getting a knock on it, or not so much worrying. Getting, I've never worried about getting a knock because my head's probably stronger than your head. Okay. Because got, I got metal plates in there. <laughs> Bolts. Yeah, I think gold. The gold as well. Like a Frankenstein sort <laughs> yeah. of setup. Yeah. So um, I got that in my head. So I wasn't really worried about that, but I was sort of worried about, geez, how am I going to come back to footy? Sort of that was sort of worrying. Not so much after. Cause I've never had an injury touch wood in my life, except that. If you really can't have this injury, mm. but. So I was a bit worried about how I'd come from that, but that has never crossed my mind about, geez, how am I going to come back from actual brain surgery? And has it changed your perception about um, how, how lucky you are to obviously, one, survive something like this because yeah. it's obviously a fairly traumatic experience, but then to, to get back to the, the level and you love your footy, and I know how much you love your footy, to actually get back and, and be able to play again. It must have been a really emotional time to get back and play that first game after a first game of AFL, which I think was round two this year. Yeah, round two, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was pretty emotional. Like, I had a lot of people helping me out through the way, um, along the journey of the past year, which was, well, I can't thank them enough, but I remember playing against Collingwood in the JLT, and I think I may have had four touches, absolutely, like, distraught about my game, thinking, oh, geez, I've absolutely lost, I've lost my touch. Like, footies, I'm not going to be good at, I'm not good at footy anymore. And I remember playing at Wangaratta, Yep. It was a hot day, and I remember getting in the car, me, dad, mum, just crying my eyes out the whole way home, just going, I've lost it, like, just crying the whole way home. Like, for, you know how long, how long is the... I think it's about three hours. Three hours, right? like, maybe not crying the whole way home, but for like two hours, and then I remember sitting, I remember calling people, like, a few of my mentors and dad and mum were in the car and just talking to them, like, everything's going to be fine. But that, at that moment, when I first came back, I was like, jeez... One, I'm not going to be in the side. When it, so my whole thing coming back from brain surgery was always going to play around, just play around one, play around one, and then I played shocking and not shocking, but I wasn't up to my normal 
standing in the jout tea and I was just bawling my eyes out. And I reckon out of the whole brain surgery period, I reckon that was the worst time because I've gone, geez, I've gone through all this. I've put that on the plate. What's next? And I sort of have to start from scratch then. Okay. Well, you are coming through with with some young guns, and, and I did call you a young gun off the top. Who, um, in your opinion, who's the who's the most exciting of the, the types that we're seeing? So we've got Bolter, Egg Melissa Smith, Baker. Who do you think's got the biggest upside, and, and who do you love playing football with? Um, I think they're all absolute guns on their right, Jack. Um, I really like Noah Bolter, maybe because I'm probably the closest with him yep. out of all them three. I'm not saying I'm not close with the other blokes. But I like Bolter. I think he's going to be a really good player in the near future, even now. He showed glimpses two weeks ago. Well, he didn't show glimpses. He killed it against Melbourne two weeks ago. So if he can keep that up, and he's only 21 years old, so he's got plenty of time, and he's playing against the biggest key forwards in the game at the moment, and he's playing pretty well. So Lovely. Well, thank you for joining us. We, we really appreciate it. You are a very lovable character, and, and the fans do love you. And we're looking forward to seeing some more goal celebrations and... And seeing some more of the Jack Higgins that we uh, we've come to to know and love. So thank you for joining us, Higo. Uh, nice. Coming up after the break, we are going to join be joined by uh, we're going to do a bit of Hardwick's coaches corner, and a Richmond two-timing Tiger uh, Brett Deledio will join us as well. So we'll catch you after the break. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.